Welcome to the Moonlight of Amuna, Parshas Vayechi. This week's learning should be discussed for Fushlema, Pichar Amash, Bas Vilcher, Ratz, Bas Rachel, Shmuel Shrei Zalami, Nechavachab, Amnach Mordechai Ben Ophira, Michachayim Ben Sara, and Lilinishmas Heni Bas Echil Mechel. So this week's Parsha, we have, it's the end of the of the chapter, it's the end of the Chumash of Bereshis. Yaakov Avinu is preparing to leave this world, and uh, he gathers his sons to, to bench them. And Perak Memtes in the Parsha opens up, Vayikri Yaakov, Albanov, Yaakov calls to his sons, Vayoymer, and he says, Hey, Asfu, gather together, and I'll tell you what will happen to you at the end of days. And then the very next Pasuk says, Yaakov again says, He kovtsu v'shimu b'nei Yaakov, gather yourselves and listen, the sons of Yaakov, v'shimu el Yisrael avichim, listen to Yisrael, your father. And the question is, Yaakov already told them to gather, right? Yaakov says, in Pasuk Aleph, Yaakov says, Hey Asfu, gather together, assemble yourselves, v'agid and now he says, He kovtsu. So it's a different word, but it's the same, it's the same verb. What is Yaakov, why is Yaakov saying two things? So Rashi on Pasuk Aleph says, Famously, this is a very, very well-known Bikesh Legalis Zakates. Yaakov wanted to tell them what would happen at the end of the at the end of days, at the end of Gullus. Then Shechina, and the Shechina separated from him, departed from him. The Hischel Oimer and he started to speak of other things. Started to speak of other things. This Rashi is based on the Gemara Psachim. The Gemara Psachim Daf Nun Vav tells us that when it says that when Yaakov Ayikra Yaakov Abanav Yomer Hasve Gilachem Biikech Yaakov Legalis Lavanav Hakates Kates Yomer. He wanted to tell them what was going to be at the end of days. V'nistalkem Neshchina. So he said, Yaakov said to himself, Shema Chas V'Shalom Yesh B'Mitasi Psol. Maybe one of my children is not Kasher. He's he's Psol. Kavram Shetzmanu Yishmal, like my grandfather Avram who had a child Yishmal. Avi Yitzchok Shetzmanu Esav, or like my father. Yitzchak, who had who had Esav, Amrulai Banav, so his son say to him, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekinu Hashem Echad. They say it as one. They show him that they're all they're all on the level. That they're all they're all kosher Jews, uh, and and uh, Amru. They, they said to him, just like there's only one in your heart, meaning you, Yaakov, you have only one Hashem, and also in our heart there's only one. That at that point, Yaakov started and said, Yaakov said, which, which we whisper after Krishna. The Gemara goes on to continue why we whisper it, because Moshe didn't say, Yaakov did, so we sort of make like a pshara between them, a compromise. And we 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 say it we say it quietly. So Rashi and the Gemara are explaining to us why we had these two psukim. Why Yaakov first says to them, "Hey Asfu," and then the next pasuk says, "He kovtsu," because at first he wanted to reveal the kates. He wanted to reveal the end of time. Then the Shechina left him. He could no longer do it. So therefore, he went on. He told them again to gather. He wanted to tell them something new. So it sounds like, at first glance, that Yaakov was going to talk about one topic. For whatever reason, the Shechina left him, so he couldn't. So he went on to a completely different topic. That's how Rashi didn't want to make it sound. As if, like, uh, Yaakov was getting up to speak, and he lost his speech. So he gave, like, a different speech. But we have to believe that Yaakov, at the end of his life, was trying to impart very fundamental lessons to his children. He was, it wasn't that, oh, I was going to say one Dvar Torah, and now I'll say a different Vart. So there has to be some connection. There must be some connection. Yaakov wanted to impart something critical to the Jewish people, and for whatever reason, that was, that was taken away from him. But he must have tried to convey that message somehow uh, with, without without being able to reveal the case, he wanted to to impart that message. So so we have to see the connection. What's the connection? Because we know that what did Yaakov go on to speak about after this? He went on to speak about the brachas he gave he gave he gave each of the shvatim. 
So to understand this, we have to understand what was going on with these brachas. The, the brachas that Yaakov gives to his children, if you look at them, they seem very strange. First, we know that Reuven, Shimon, and Levi were given musr. They were reprimanded instead of being given brachas, right? Um, and the truth is, when we think about that, every year this bothers us. Yaakov Avinu, at the end of his life, right before he dies, he's addressing his, his holy children. We just said that the children said, they all said Shema Yisrael. He gathers all the children together. He's giving over lessons about going through Gullus and the end of time. And he decides this is the time to give Musr to, to Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. He could have given them Musr many times before. Right now, he doesn't have anything positive to say to his three eldest children when... Uh, when, when, uh, who are, who are all huge tzaddikim when he's about to die, something doesn't feel right. Also, even if you look at some of the other brachas, they don't read like traditional brachas. Like if you look at the brach of Yisachar, the brach of Yisachar is, Yisachar chamar garam revitz ben hamis pasayim. Yisachar is a strong bone donkey crouching among the sheepfolds. Vayamanucha kitoiv, he saw that uh, rest was good. Vesarts kinama, vayet shechmoy lispal, vayilamas oivid. Right, he, he bends his shoulder, uh, I skipped there. Yusachar is a strong bond donkey. He rests between the boundaries. He saw tranquility that it was good and the land that it was pleasant, yet he bent his shoulder to bear and he became an indentured laborer. Where's the bracha in that? And then Dun. Dun, it says, Dun yedin amai. Dun will avenge his people. Ka'achat shifti Yisrael. The tribes of Yisrael will be united as one. Yidun nachash alay derech. Dun will be a serpent on the highway. Shvifon ali oirach. A viper by the path. Hanoishech ikve sus. That bites the horse's heel. V'yipol richvay achar. And its rider falls backwards. Lishuas chikvisi Hashem. So we know that Chazal tell us that Yisachar is, uh, is, is a reference to the, the Rashi Sanhedrin, and Don is a reference to Shimshon, but they don't sound like brachas. These don't sound like brachas. So what's going on here? So we have to, to, we have to, uh, to understand this. We have to look at the, after Yaakov finishes giving all of the sons brachas, in Pasuk Chav Ches, in Parak Memtas Pasuk Chav Ches, the Pasuk tells us, Kol Eile Shifte Yisrael, these are the Shvatim of Yisrael, Shneim Asr, there are 12 of them, this is what their father said to them, and he blessed them, each one he gave his own his own bracha. And Rashi makes three comments on this Pasuk. Rashi first says that, the, Rashi asked the question, what do you mean each one of them he gave a bracha? We know that Reuven Shemalevi he didn't give a bracha to, right? So the Mar- so Rashi says that no, they, he did give them a bracha. They also every every single one of them got a bracha uh, uh, that he, that he did give them a bracha. Okay, so we have to understand what Rashi means. What was the brachas to them? So then Rashi says. On the next line of the Pasuk, Rashi says, Yaakov gave them the bracha that was going to come in the future to each of them. That just seems like a strange thing, but we're going we're to review this in a second. And then Rashi says on the last part, that he blessed them, he says, Rashi says it should have said that he gave each one according to his bracha. What does it mean, he blessed them? So Rashi says, He gave Yehuda the strength of a lion. And Binyamin he gave the tearing of a lion. And Naftali gave the swiftness of a deer. So you might have thought, Maybe they weren't all included in the other brachas. Maybe lion was only for Yehuda. He blessed all of them. They all got the brachas of all the brothers, but there was something unique to each one. But everybody was blessed to be like a lion like Yehuda, and everybody was blessed to be fast like Naphtali. But th- those were unique to those Shvatim, but all the other Shvatim were included on them. So what's, what's Rashi telling us? The Yaakov gave a bracha to all of them. The brachas were th- brachas that were going to be, de- that were, they were destined to get anyway, at some point. They were destined for. And 
all the all the all the brothers got all of the brachas, but there was something specific, uh, uniquely specific to each one. So what so what's happening over here? So we have to look at some of the other rishonim. The Svarna on this pasuk tells us also that Yaakov saw each one's destiny, that Yehuda was going to be the king, that Levi was going to be the Kayan, that each one had their destiny, and he gave them an appropriate bracha. And uh, the 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 Cheskuni says something also, that based on future events, Yaakov saw future events, he gave them the appropriate brachas. The Archaim HaKadosh, the Archaim HaKadosh is a little bit more elaborate on this, and he says that each bracha was keeping with each of the individual Shvatim's personality and achievements. And he says that every neshama has its own potential. Some are meant to be kahanim, some are meant to be kings. Others are supposed to be great in, in Torah, in, as Tamid Echom, and others are supposed to have wealth or other things. Yaakov wanted to match the brachas to what he saw to be the nature in each child's potential. But still, we, have, we still have the questions we asked before. Where were the brachas of Reuven, Shem, and Levi, Yisachar, Dan? And also, isn't a bracha, when you get a bracha, a bracha means I'm benching that Hashem should give you this. Not that if I'm destined to be wealthy, so Hashem should make me wealthy. Well, I don't need a bracha for something I'm going to get anyway. And also, what, made, what were the specifics? Why was Yehuda supposed to be, supposed to be a lion and, and the, other ones, the other brothers had that also? So that last question, the Archaim also answers, and he says that Yehuda is going to be the lion, which means he's going to defend the Jewish people, and the other bro- brother, brothers will benefit from that. But it seems that we're missing something in the understanding of what it is to, what, what a bracha means. So if Yerucham Levavitz in, in uh, discussing, when he's discussing earlier in the parsha, there seems to be a machloikis between Yaakov and Yosef. Right? Ya- y- Yosef puts Yaakov's right hand on the head of Menashe and the left hand on Ephraim in age order, and Yaakov switches it. And there seems to be something something there, there's an argument between Yosef and Yaakov. So over there, Yerucham says that people misunderstand how a bracha works. People go to a tzaddik for a bracha. They think that the tzaddik has like a box full of good things, and you ask him for whatever you want. Uh, Rebbe, can I have parnasa? Rebbe, can I have health? Rebbe, can I have a, a school? Or can I have something? He says, but that's not how a bracha works. A bracha can only work, it can only... Uh, can only it can't create something new. It can only add to what a person already has. It could it could take a person's potential and it could bring it out further. He gives an example. Assume there was a you had you had you had a, a garden and there's a plant food that's made to help roses grow. It, it, it has specific nutrients that the rose bush needs. So if he puts that on a rose bush, it's going to help it grow. If he puts it on some other flower, it's not going to grow because it's meant for, it has rose potential. It doesn't have potential for lilacs, for other, 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 other flowers. So he says that when, when a person goes to a tzaddik, he, the, the tzaddik can only give him a bracha on something that he has already potential for. He can't give him potential something he doesn't have. It won't work, right? A person who has a terrible voice can't go to the tzaddik and say, give me a bracha that I should be a chazin like, uh, like, uh, like Helfgat, right? It, w- it wouldn't work. This is, uh, Rabbi Sachafran gives this example. You can't, you can't expect miracles. A tzaddik is not going to change nature, right? What, what, so what does it mean? What does it mean when you go to a tzaddik? A tzaddik helps you feel your potential, and then he gives you a bracha to help that potential fully be maximized. He can't give, he, he, he's not going to give you something that you don't have any shaykhs to. So when Yaakov benched each of his sons according to the brach, their brachas, he looked at their potential. That's what Rashi was saying, what, was, what they were destined for, right? Giving, if he would have if Yaakov would have switched the brachas of, of, of Yisachar and Zvolin, then they both would have failed. 
The purpose of the bracha is to, so the person who's receiving the bracha should know that he has this potential, and now you re, you can bring it out. Yaakov was benching each of his sons that they should fulfill their potential, that they should recognize their strengths, and they should work accordingly. What sounded like it was Musser to Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi was directing them to their potential. He says, this is what you need to work on. This is where your potential lies. What doesn't sound like a, 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 a traditional bracha for Yisachar or for Dun, that's not that it wasn't, it was showing them where their talents lie. This is what you, this is what you're, what you're great at. This is what you, where you can, where you can excel above your brothers. Of course all the brothers have the capability to do all these things. But you know what your suckers, your suckers potential is? To, to bend his shoulder, to bend his shoulder and to, and to accept the yoke of Torah. Don was the person who was going to save through Shimshir Agibor, was going to save Klal Yisrael. He's showing them what they could become. Those are real brachas. Those are true brachas that could come, that could come true. That's why Yaakov replaced talking about the Kates, talking about the end of days with the brachas. Yaakov wanted to tell them when the Gullus would end. He wanted to tell them, look, you're going into Gullus. It's going to be difficult. But this is when it's going to end. But he was not allowed to do that. So Yaakov does the next best thing. He, he tells them how great they are. He tells them how they're going to survive this Gullus. He tells them what's going to bring about Mashiach if they maximize their potential. He tells them what their strengths are. He tells them how they could survive the Gullus and how they can get to the end on it, of it by building on their strengths, by serving Hashem with their strengths. And Yaakov wasn't just benching his 12 sons. He was benching every single Jew in every generation. He was telling them, you have so much potential. Maximize it. Yaakov was telling each of us, you're a child of Hashem. You have so many strengths. You have so many great things in you. Don't try to be someone you're not. If you're a Yisachar Yid, don't try to be a Zvolen Yid. If you're a Don, don't try to be a Levi. Everyone, every single person has unique strengths, unique skills, unique talents. Yaakov's bracha for each of his sons and for each of us was to tap into them. And if we and if we tap in, Rav Yerucham has a whole a whole Torah about this in Das Chachma Musar that a person has to has to tap into his talents and he has to he has to he has to understand. Um, that, that by tapping into those talents, that's his best way of serving Hashem. Trying to serve away the, Hashem the way his neighbor does is not going to succeed. It's not, it's not going to work because he's, he's going to just be frustrated and he's going to be upset with himself. The, 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 uh, the, I think they say the story about Rebbe Zusha. I could be getting the person wrong, but the Rebbe Zusha once asked his Talmidim, if you could be anybody in Jewish history, who would you want to be? And one person said Avram Avinu, one said Yaakov Avinu, one said Yosef, one said David Amelach, Moshe Rabbeinu. And then they asked Rebbe Zusha, if you could be anybody, who would you want to be? And he said, I would want to be Zusha. Because Hashem, if Hashem wanted another Avram Avinu, He would have made another Avram Avinu. If He would have wanted another David Amelach, He would have made another David Amelach. He put me here to use my potential, to use my skills and talents, the ones that Hashem gave me, because He wanted me to maximize them. And that's how we get to Mashiach. And that's what Yaakov was telling his sons. You wanna, you, I, I wanted to tell you when Mashiach is going to come, but I can't do it in a, such an open way. But I want to tell you what you're going to use to bring you to that point. By maximizing your talents, by being the best person that Hashem, with the talents and the, and the skills that Hashem gave you. That's how Klai Yisrael, and then And then there's the, the Shvatim and all of Klai Yisrael coming together to complete the mission of Klai Yisrael on a national level. That's the beauty of Klai Yisrael. And that's what Yaakov was telling. He didn't change his 
topic of his speech. He maybe gave different details, but he said the same topic of the speech. And that's what it means he gave each one a bracha. Even Ruven Shimon Levi, where it looks like it was Musser, that's what they needed to hear to reach their potential. The greatest thing that a Rebbe or a, or a Tzaddik or a parent or, or a friend can do for somebody else is to show them their potential and to let them run with it. Not to try to make my child or my student a, a copy of me because he has different potential than I have. To make the, to help them bring out the, their full potential, their, their maximum potential, teach them how to maximize it, to give them the tools and the strength to do that. That's that's what Yaakovinu was doing. That's what a, that a Jewish leader, a tzaddik, a father, a rebbe has to do. So with that, I wish you all a wonderful Shabbos. We should take the lesson of Vayichi, and we should take the lesson of Yaakovinu to pay it forward and to and to bring Chal Yisrael to Mashiach. Tzidkenu Meher Amen.